Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Uh, We have gotten up to 175 episodes, and it's still growing. So thank you for being part of this community. Jump over to the Facebook page and and follow us and and leave a comment. Uh, Send stuff on Twitter, at Cool Podcast. And then if you're interested in joining our group coaching program, the Cool Things Project Community, you can go over to TomSinger.com, pull down the About menu, and there's a tab for Group Coaching Project, and we would love to have you join that. We have a small but mighty group of people who are all looking to do cool things in their careers with their businesses and working for the companies that they do. So it's kind of a fun thing. And as always, I like to bring on a guest who is doing something cool in their career, who are having an impact, and today is no different. Today I've got Ever Gonzalez, and he is somebody who I found sort of through the internet. So it's kind of interesting because, you know, lots of times I do interview my friends and people that I know, but every now and then you never know who I'm going to find. So he's a serial entrepreneur who is currently the co-founder and CEO of Outlier, which is an online publication, physical co-working space, conference series, and podcast geared towards the dynamic community of startups and entrepreneurs, which means he fits right in here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Hey, Ever, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Well, you know, I gave a little bit of an overview, but why don't you tell the audience what your business is really all about? What do you do and, and why is it cool? Sure. So basically, the, the, what we do, Outlier, we, we exist for three reasons. Uh, we want to help entrepreneurs start, grow, and scale their businesses, uh, and we help in any way we possibly can. And like you mentioned, we have a, a physical co-working space. Uh, we invite entrepreneurs to come and work out of our space instead and, of Starbucks or McDonald's. And, or And where is that? The, where, where are you located? In, yeah, in Southern Utah, in St. George, Utah. Cool. So we, we've been uh, out here for three years now, and, and, uh, and we're loving it. And in, in the beginning, we were charging $50 a month. Um, after that, we're like, you know what, let's just make it free for everybody that just wants to start. So we've been doing that for a while. Um, we have the conference series, like you mentioned, we put, we have, uh, workshops, keynote speakers, pitch competitions, uh, throughout the year, we bring entrepreneurs together. And then obviously the podcast as well that we have, and we have 325, 330 episodes, uh, in, and we interview entrepreneurs from all over the world and, and we've made a lot of great connections because of it. Um, and so that's, that's basically what we do in a nutshell. We have mastermind groups and, and things like that, uh, that we're just, we want to help entrepreneurs, um, do cool things. Uh, <laughs> and we're right in the middle of it. And because of that, we get to grow and we get to have fun and we get to interact with a lot of awesome people. So my listeners love podcasts cause obviously they listen to this one. So what's the name <laughs> of your podcast and how do people find it? Absolutely. So the podcast is outlier on air. We interview uh, founders, disruptors, and mavens from all over the world. Um, and, and like I mentioned, we've been we've been doing this for three years now, and it, it's a, it's evolved a little bit. In the beginning, we were just focusing on business and revenue, and that's all we wanted to know about. How much do, does the company make? How does it work? All that stuff. And now we've kind of shifted where we interview the the entrepreneur, the founder, but we get deep into their own personal lives, their uh, their entrepreneurial journey, the good, the bad, and the ugly of being an entrepreneur, and 
Um, and since then, I mean, we've seen our numbers climb because of it, engagement because of it. And uh, uh, personally, I just enjoy it more. I, I love people and I just kind of want to get to know them and, and how they got started and where they're going. And um, uh, it's just one of those things that our audience kind of really um, enjoyed. And so we, we're, we're still doing that. We're focusing on that quite a bit. So let's talk about your journey then. What's the good, the bad and the ugly of you? Uh, how did you get started as an entrepreneur? Did you come right out of the womb starting businesses? Or did, did you work for a, a major corporation? What's your story? All of the above, right? I, I came out uh, of the womb, uh, you know, and it's funny because it's almost cliche, but uh, as at a very young age, I kind of had a uh, an issue with authority. Uh, you know, I wasn't anti-establishment or anti-school or anything like that. I actually enjoyed school quite a bit. I just had a hard time with teachers or people telling me what to do, when to do it. I love to read. I just don't want you to tell me when I can read and when I can't read. Uh, and, and I obviously love to play and all those other things. I just, I had a time, uh, a hard time with, with rules and with, uh, people saying yes or no to whatever I wanted to do. Um, and so because of that, uh, I was just kind of a little bit off. And even when it came to, to money, I always found ways at an early age to, to make it. I sold anything I can find. Uh, my grandmother would go buy very cheap toys from, you know, downtown LA, which, you know, there were knockoffs and things like that. But uh, I would take a bunch of these, uh, these GI Joes or actually knockoffs of GI Joes and He-Man and all these other things. And I would take them to school and, and sell them for, um, you know, for a good profit as well as Mexican candy and, and all these other things. So growing up, I, I just kind of I didn't know, obviously, what the the word entrepreneur meant. I didn't know that this is what I was going to do when I grew up. But I just knew that I didn't like following rules, and I liked making money. And that kind of just translated into my into my career. I worked for uh, a couple of large companies, and it was fine for about a year. And then I would get bored, and I would, in my mind, I was like, "I'm smarter than my boss. I can do this better." <laughs> uh, so either I was fired or I would quit. Because at the year mark, that's when I got you know a little bit antsy and um, um, it, it just kind of turned bad and I would get sick of it. And so, uh, let's see, twenty or ten years or so in my twenties, uh, the longest job I had was uh, a little over a year, uh, probably thirteen months. Uh, again, because I would get fired or I would I would quit, and you know that that didn't uh, sit too well with with the wife and stuff, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I just I couldn't do it, right? It, it was just one of those things that, that was very hard for me. Into my 30s, I, I calmed down a little bit, but then that's when I uh, decided to, hey, listen, I'm either going to uh, put up or shut up. And so I started uh, my own company, which was a logistics company, which which was my my background. And uh, that did very well. Um, after a while, after it was, you know, I built it and, and uh, got it to a certain point, I got a little bored now. I, even though it's mine, uh, now I'm just maintaining as opposed to build, uh, building it. So I sold that, started a new one with a little bit of a twist, grew it. Now I'm in maintaining, so decided to sell it. And I'm sitting there thinking, all right, now what am I going to do? And I realized that I enjoy talking to people about business, and so that's where uh, Outlier came about. I didn't know anything about podcasts. I didn't know anything about hosting events, um, digital magazines, anything like that, but it was a challenge. Um, and so I just kind of went all in and, and have a couple partners, and we've been doing it ever since. So you were frustrated in the work world and sort of launched out then to, to sort of craft your own way. So now that you've been yeah. doing that for a long time through a couple of different iterations, what do you absolutely love about the life of working for yourself? You know, that's a great question. I love the freedom and the ability to choose the projects that I want to work on and the people that I want to work with 
um, you know, we, Outlier has, has, uh, uh, has, the core has been the same, but there have always been different uh, pieces of Outlier. We, you know, in the beginning, I was, we were talking about a startup bus, right? Going from city to city with a startup bus to different uh, startup communities and uh, either hosting events in their own cities and things like that. And that was awesome and cool and it would have been amazing, but it was just a distraction from our core. Um, but I, it was the freedom to choose that if I wanted to. Uh, and and that was that was great. But on the flip side, the the bad thing about that uh, of entrepreneurship and living this type of life is the same thing. Too too many choices, right? Where where we get distracted uh, from the core business, from the core uh, way of of what we decided to to do to make money. Um, and so it, I think we wasted a year or so without liar, kind of following these other dreams that that didn't really make sense at the time. Uh, just like a buffet line or a buffet, right? I, I enjoy buffets because of the choices, but then once I choose the steak or whatever I choose, I'm there and I don't enjoy it as much because I'm thinking, oh, I should have got the fish or I should have got this or that. And uh, it's just, I mean, I, I will take the good and the bad, but uh, it, it was just one of those things where uh, I think too much freedom is can be good and bad. Um, it, it could be distracting, I guess. Well, and sometimes you take the fish and the chicken and the steak <laughs> and the pasta and all that. And then after you have it all on your plate and you eat too much, then you feel like crap. So it's exactly. you know, the buffet's exactly. a great the buffet's yeah. a great analogy because it can go good or it can go really, really, really wrong. Exactly right. So is there any days that you ever look around and say, God, I could just have a nine to five job and not have all the headache? Uh, yes, often, <laughs> right? But then I kind of uh, wake up and, and slam myself a little bit thinking there, there's no way, especially now in my age, that I would last in that world anymore. Uh, I, I've, I've experienced too much freedom and too much success already that I, I wouldn't be able to do it. You know, that, like entrepreneurs, and I'm sure you've experienced this, um, we run our own show really uh, in life and business where uh, we have great years and it's because of the things that we were able to do. And then sometimes we have... Uh, uh, lean years as entrepreneurs, as far financially, I- I'm speaking of, um, and so those are the times when I'm like, you know what? If I had a nine to five, if I was an executive somewhere else and had a nine to five, I could make a, a good living and I can just leave it all out in, in the office uh, a- after five o'clock and not have to worry about it and I have to think about it in the evenings and the weekends. Um, and so sometimes that sounds it sounds appealing at times, especially when it when I'm having a low day or, or something like that. But uh, uh, at the end of the day, I know that I, it's never going to be uh, that for me. So yeah, it sounds appealing every once in a while, but uh, I know that it's it's never going to happen just because uh, I, I wouldn't be able to last. Truthfully, if if I had if I had to had to shut outlier down for whatever reason, um, I would have to start something else. There's no way that I can uh, go back. Well, to, to live in a nine-to-five nine life, and I, which is great. I mean, other people can do it and awesome, and uh, I have family members and all that stuff, and I'm not knocking the nine-to-five. Uh, I just know that I can't. I cannot do it. No, and I love the honesty. And a lot of people come on and say, you know, now they're, they're just, you know, chronically unemployable going forward after they've worked for themselves. I actually have a different take. Not that I'm looking to go work for anybody else. I've been working for myself for seven years and I like it and my business is successful and I continuously find new clients. And so you know, I'm hoping I can keep doing it. But I actually have the opposite take after having kind of been responsible for everything from healthcare and taxes and 
every little <laughs> nuance you have to do. If if someone came along and said, Tom, I want you to come work for my company, I would be the best employee they've ever had. Because, I could see that. That's funny. Because I, I think I was a good employee for the you know 20 years I worked for other people. But now I actually know what it is to be the boss. I think I would like hug my boss every morning <laughs> when I came into work and like I'll bring appreciate him a little bit more. Huh? Uh, I bring breakfast tacos to, <laughs> to the office and, you know, everything else because I now get it. And that's something that I don't think as an employee, I ever understood what it was to be fully responsible. You know, and I'm just a one man show. I'm a solopreneur, but just the same to be fully responsible for everything. I, I have this outlook that if I ever if I ever went to work for anybody else, I would like, you know, buy them bottles of wine and just <laughs> give them a big hug and everything else as often as I could. You know, it's funny. So, yeah, I wouldn't be able to go back, but uh, I, I do have a, a newfound respect for all of the bosses that I had that I thought I was smarter than them. There, there's no way. Right? I was young, a young punk. I didn't know any better, but I thought I was smarter than them. Now, being on this side, I know now why they did some of the things that they did. Um, and so, yeah, I have more respect for them, but it, it would still be difficult for me to go back. <laughs> so what advice do you have for somebody who's listening, who who is living that frustration that you felt when you work for somebody else and they're thinking, I, I want to figure out a way to start my own thing? What advice do you have? Yeah, um, I, I would figure out what I want to do, right? Whether it's build a company or build a lifestyle um, um, company type of uh, uh, venture. So I, I coach uh, a couple of cl- entrepreneurs here and there. Um, and one of them, just yesterday, we were discussing his, what the next three years is going to look like. And he's trying to figure out what to do and how to go about it. And so I, I asked him, is he trying to build a, a, a company or is he trying to build a, a, a brand, a personal brand himself? And he kind of didn't know. And, and so our next step is going to depend on what he chooses. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm building the outlier of the brand. I, I don't really uh, care too much about Ever Gonzalez, the, the brand, the entrepreneur. Um, everything I do is for outlier and how we do it there. Um, my client here that we talked about yesterday, he's leaning towards his own personal brand because that he wants to be, you know, a Gary V type of guy, um, um, which is great and awesome. And, and if he chooses that, it's going to be the approach can be different. So I think my, my advice would be figure out if it's going to be a company or if it's going to be a, a lifestyle brand, because there are two different ways to go about it. And you can spend a lot of time, and resources and waste a lot of time if you don't know where you're going. Um, the steps are, are somewhat simple and, and uh, just hard work can, can put you in different situations, but um, you can wander around uh, lost for a year like we did, I think, um, without knowing where you want to go. So I think sit down and figure out exactly where you, where you want to be in five years and then just kind of put your head down and going is my advice. So I've been asking everybody on the show of recent how important is networking if you're going to be an entrepreneur? Very, right? It's, it's one of the things that I enjoy the most about what we do because of the podcast and the conferences and, and the co-working space. We get to meet a lot of great people. We get to, to interact with a lot of great people. And business uh, has come out because of it. And uh, I have found mentors because of it. And I am mentoring others because of it. So it, it's, it's extremely important, whether it's, it's face-to-face, which I enjoy quite a bit, but also because of the podcast. You can network online, and there are a lot of different forums, a lot of different podcasts, a lot of different ways to be able to do it. But uh, it, it's hard to be stuck in your office or in your home office, um, kind of you know, working away on your computer all day long uh, and building something incredible, unless you're coding or something like that, um, where 
you're not going to be able to get there without networking, without connecting with people, without um, just that interaction and that energy you have with with meeting new people and interacting with with new friends. And so, uh, whatever people are doing, I don't care what project they're selling, uh, what product or service they're they're trying to build. Get out there and meet people in your own local community, chamber of commerce, or different uh, entrepreneurial hubs, or whatever it is that you have in your own city. But it's important to go out there and shake hands and kiss babies, you know, and do all that stuff um, because business is going to come out of it, and you're just going to have more energy because of it. Um, and and find your own group online as well. Facebook groups are, are popular. Um, interact there, different forums. Listen to different podcasts with with the people that you want to kind of interact with. And so, it, I, don't don't go about it yourself. Uh, your your business can go. You can go about yourself, but. Uh, networking is is extremely important, and it's something that we've benefited uh, from. Be uh, and we are where we are because of networking. Well, I've been teaching this for almost a decade now, and you know, one of the things I do is I actually speak at conferences about how do we get the most out of this conference, and it it actually has a, a profound effect on making the event better because people want to network, but everybody has preconceived notions, sort of what it is and or why it's important, or is it schmoozing, or is it negative, or is it real or phony? And what I've found is that when you peel back the onion and kind of get everybody just to talk. Everybody wants to find out what's going on with other people. I mean, there's exceptions. There's jerks out there. There's people who are self-centered. But for the most part, people are interested in each other. And it's not hard to get the networking going in a natural sort of real way. You don't have to play any hokey games or have people do, you know, little secret handshakes or anything. I mean, just get people to open up and say hello and get talking. and, And it really takes off from there. But what have you found with your podcast? Have you found that that has helped you meet people? Has it helped you network? Oh, absolutely. And not just my community, worldwide. Yeah, we, we interview entrepreneurs from all over the world. And um, like I mentioned, we have 330 or so uh, in, and uh, the majority of them have become um, friends or at least Facebook friends or, or at least people that I can call or text or uh, email um, whenever I want because of it. And so, yeah, since we, have, we host conferences, um, some of the people that we've met on the podcast, we've been able to invite to our uh, events to either be uh, VIPs or keynote speakers uh, or just attendees. Yeah, so that it's been extremely valuable. And um, not just Facebook friends, but I've actually made real legit friends because of uh, the podcast that we have. You know, a handful of these guys that, and gals that um, I consider true friends. Uh, and so it's it's been the best decision that we've ever made. I'm not the best interviewer. I'm not the best host. Um, but I just... I think people can can feel that I genuinely uh, care about them and, and their story. And so we've been able to connect quite a bit because of it. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I wouldn't change that for the world. You know, we don't make money on the podcast, right? We're not – we don't have sponsors and things like that. Um, um, it just doesn't feel right for what we're trying to do. But um, we are gaining so much more because of the podcast. Well, and I asked the question because what I've found, like I said, I've taught this for a decade and I, I work with people on how to get engaged, you know, in person. And what I've found is the podcast has been the best tool for me right, to open good. up doors. I've never, I've never had any tool at my disposal where I've been able to meet more people. And it's actually led to real business. People I've interviewed have come back and said, well, we do a user's conference for our company. You'd be the perfect master of ceremony. So the perfect, perfect. opening keynoter. And so the, the podcast has not only led, like you said, to, to opening doors, meeting people, building some friendships, but it's actually led to legitimate business 
you know, because the people who I interview or some of the people who I listen think, well, maybe he's the right fit. And and then they talk to me and sometimes I'm the right fit and sometimes I'm not. But it has opened up so many doors that, you know, I find it to be a really valuable tool in my own business. And that's why I asked that question. You know, it's funny how so before I I, I was in logistics and, and you were doing uh, what was a marketing you said, right? Right. Yeah, it, it, it would it would it would be difficult for us to call a CEO and say, hey, take my call. I want to talk to you about you know, logistics or, or marketing or whatever. But now that we call on uh, this, the CEO and say, Hey, I would love to have you on our show. The, those doors open and it's an easier phone call for them to take. Um, and, and not that this is our intention, but it just, it happens naturally. I, I think where they, once they take our call and once they're on the show, they just kind of take a look at us a little bit more, uh, if we're selling something else or if we're trying to do something else. And, uh, like it just, it's just a natural thing that happens um, we're not trying to sell them. We just want to. We just want to get to know them, and it it's been perfect for us. It's been um, if if I had to drop one thing, whether it's conferences or the co working space or anything else that we're doing, um, the podcast would not be the first thing to drop. I, I would keep that uh, as long as I, I possibly could. Well, and that's a perfect segue because I have more questions for you. But first, I've got to thank our sponsor, and we couldn't have set up this better because the sponsor of this episode is Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing cool people like Ever Gonzalez. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know some of you do because you reach out and ask me questions all the time, check out podfly.net slash cool things because they have an offer for the listeners of this show and if you have questions call them they're totally cool to work with they'll walk you through what you need and i can't say better things about having them as my partner for this show so ever i call the show cool things entrepreneurs do so what is new and exciting what's cool in your business right now yeah, great question. You know, when when I sold my logistics company, which was uh, again successful and and awesome and and things like that, uh, but it was still a, a job. I think even though it was my my own uh, thing, it was still a job. And so once I kind of got out of it, I looked around thinking, what what do I like to do, and how can I make money? And so that's where, like I mentioned, the conferences and and the co working space and the podcast came about. Um, and so everything I do, I try to do because I enjoy and then, and then later try to figure out a way to uh, monetize it if, if need be. Um, but one of the, the things that we that we started here recently is we've been having mastermind groups for a year and a half now or so, and but they're online and, you know, we get on, uh, on calls once a week and it's been great and they're entrepreneurs from all over the world. Um, but recently we started uh, to focus on mastermind retreats. So not, not just, not only do we have the conferences that we host on a regular basis, but now we have retreats, uh, mastermind retreats. You know, we don't have a, a keynote speaker. We don't have workshops. It's just 15 uh, entrepreneurs uh, that we invite here to Southern Utah in the beautiful Red Mountains. Um, we just had one recently uh, in the snow up in the mountains. Uh, some of us stayed in, in a, um, a cool cabin. Some of us stayed in yurts. I mean, it was, it was awesome. And for three days, we just go and we help each other build our, our companies, right? We, it's, it's, we have people in the hot seat. They talk about, uh, again, the good, the bad, and the ugly of their business. And now they have 14 other entrepreneurs that are um, basically their advisory board for three days. And they say, well, have you thought about this? Or have you thought about that? Or, hey, I know somebody 
that can help you with it. And it's an intimate group. You know, it's 50, our conferences are usually 50, 100, 200 people. Uh, this mastermind group is is 15 entrepreneurs, and so it's more intimate. And I actually enjoy it a lot better. I, I can really connect with with you know 14 other people um, a, a lot better than I can 150 people. Not that we're not enjoying the conference, but the the mastermind group retreat is is beautiful and it's great, and we get to have fun and. You know, we get to go snowshoeing or uh, cross country skiing or whatever we want to do, and so that's one of the things that, that we're doing recently that we're really enjoying, and we're going to continue to have more and more. Um, St. George, Southern Utah. I don't know if you're, how familiar you are with it, but it's a uh, a global destination. We have Zion National Park. We have you know beautiful scenery, the, these beautiful red arches that you've seen on uh, on TV or, or on on your screen, and it's uh, a place where people want to come, and so we're like. Perfect. It's our backyard, so we've hosted these these uh, mastermind retreats, and they've been they've been working very well. And and I personally am having a, a ton of fun with them. So we're going to continue to have those, and that's one of the the one of the cool things that, that we're doing recently that uh, that I don't see us stopping anytime soon. <laughs> so I think that great entrepreneurs, you know, in addition to making money, I think great entrepreneurs are observers. So I ask everyone who comes on the show. Who is it that you see out there, not someone in your company, but someone outside of your business, who you think, wow, they're doing the cool stuff? Yeah, we, we uh, a few months ago, we interviewed this guy. Uh, his name is Davis Smith's, uh, Smith from Cotopaxi up in Salt Lake. Um, they're an outdoor gear company. But, and so there's nothing remarkable about that, although they do have cool backpacks and, and sleeping bags and things like that. The, the thing that I liked about him is his whole approach is, is helping others. So he's selling this this awesome gear, but he's also uh, giving back to his own community uh, and other communities around the world. So they fund different projects, you know, clean water uh, or building schools and homes in, in South America or in Africa and things like that. And so not only is he running an awesome company with, with great people, but he's giving back. And, and I just kind of sat back thinking, I mean, this guy is is living the life, right? I mean, he's... He's doing something he loves. He's making money, uh, but he's also doing good in the world. Uh, and because of that, I, I think we're uh, eventually, without liar, are going to try to go that same route where um, we kind of focus on uh, others, right? A, a lot more. I, I think we do with with our entrepreneurs, but I think we could do a lot more with the community that we've been able to, able to build and the platform that we have. Um, I think we're going to go the the Cotopaxi route where we're going to have set up fun events. And wherever we are, give back to that community uh, or that group. And, and so that's he, the things that he said and the things that he talked about and some of the projects that I've seen him do uh, has been very inspiring and, and awesome at all at the same time. And that leads us to the last question. And that is, I think, in addition to being observers, I think great entrepreneurs want to leave their mark on the world. So what is it that you do to help the greater good? Yeah. So we like I mean, our motto is to help entrepreneurs start, grow and scale their businesses and I, I think to the horror of my wife, I think sometimes 90% of the things that we do are for free, right? We mentor for free. We're giving away our, our co-working space for free. Um, we charge for events and things like that. But most of the things that we do, uh, some of our events are, are even free. Um, we're, we're making enough money where we're, it, we're okay. We're awesome. We're, I mean, we're, we're, we're having a great time. Um, but we want to be able to give back. And, and I think in our small little way, uh, not charging for some of the things that we that we provide is uh, is a way of giving back and helping entrepreneurs um, 
go and and hire other people and you know it's just going to help our our own community and hopefully eventually the global community as we start to kind of lift up these entrepreneurs to not only provide for their themselves and their own families but for other entrepreneurs and it's just going to strengthen our entrepreneurial outlier entrepreneurial community um, and and the world as well so I <clears throat> excuse me I think we're it, it, we're going to continue to give away a lot of our services for free um, and just make enough to continue to, to push forward but uh, uh, it, it's important it, it happened to me and somebody kind of took me under the wing and they never charged and they never thought about uh, getting anything back and so as an organization I hope that we're kind of that that big brother or that group that kind of gives back as well and, and so far so good I think yeah no that is awesome I have a couple of people who I mentor who have just sort of adopted me into their life they're both 26 they're very ambitious with their career and you know I uh, I have found that giving back and helping them, you know, they say, wow, it's been invaluable. But not only that, I learn a lot from for sure. from being their mentor. But number two, these are guys who are going to go out and conquer the world. And I like to know that, you know, I've kind of been that, you know, that that person who helped them. One of them introduced me to somebody and said, Tom's been like a dad to me. And I was really touched by that when he said that. I mean, it meant a lot that he said it. But I actually replied to the email and said, I preferred he said really good looking older brother. But, you know, <laughs> hey, whatever. <laughs> You know, it's funny. Uh, people are like, so what's what's the deal? Uh, wh- why do you do this? And I'm like, you know what? I- I'm a filthy capitalist just like the next guy, right? I, I love making money and all those things. But uh, like perfect example, like what you just mentioned, sometimes it's just good to, to give back and help others, right? It's, it's going to come back, right? I believe in, you know, good vibes or karma or whatever you want to call it. It's going to come back in, in other ways. And, and uh, I'm perfectly okay with that. Yeah, and both of these guys, they've become my friends. You know, I don't just mentor them. In fact, my birthday's coming up, and they they pinged me and said, the two of us want to take you out to dinner. They've, they've met each other, and now they they go out and, and nice. have drinks and stuff like that. And they're like, nice. we want to take you out for your birthday. And I thought, you know, that was that was really nice. It means it made me feel like I was doing something good, that a couple 26-year-old guys would want to spend the evening with a 50-year-old <laughs> guy and, and pay for his drinks. Keep it up. Good for you. That's, That's right. awesome. That's right. Well, you know, it's, if it's worth a free glass of wine, I did something right. <laughs> Hey, that's right. Hey, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm going to check out the the Outlier podcast. Maybe I can be a guest on your show at some point. We would love it. Absolutely. If people want to find you, your podcast, Outlier Magazine, where do they go? Yeah, so they can go to outliermagazine.co. That's outliermagazine.co. Our conferences, so it's outliercs.com. And they can connect with me on Twitter, ever, or at underscore evergonzalez. Uh, and with our podcast at Outlier on Air. That is fantastic. Well, again, thank you so much for being guest number 175. And, awesome. I love it. And thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened. You know, I always say that we wouldn't have a show if it wasn't for the people who listen. And I love the fact that the audience is growing and people are telling their friends, jump over to iTunes and leave a review. That'll make me smile. Hey, we're going to be back in a couple of days with somebody just as cool as ever Gonzalez. But in the meantime, I want you to go out there And have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.